Welcome to Monsters Midnight Musings, a show hosted by me, your friendly neighborhood monster from the Is For podcast. Each episode, I'll give you something new to check out, something old to revisit, or expand on a topic from a previous Is For episode. Tonight, I want to talk about Resident Evil 8, or better known as Resident Evil Village. We did an episode last season, R is for Resident Evil, and at the time, I had not yet played Resident Evil 8. Well, since recording that, I have played through it and finished it, and I wanted to kind of give some of my thoughts on it. So, to begin with, one thing that has to, for any casual fans of the Resident Evil series... I think the first thing that kind of has to be addressed is that this is not a zombie game. Periodically throughout the series, they have kind of played with different kinds of creatures and monsters and stuff. But this particular entry goes very much into... I don't, I, I don't want to say Lovecraftian because it's not necessarily that. It, it, it does draw a little bit from Resident Evil 7, which had, had to do with mold monsters, basically. Um, but this one has like werewolves and they're, I don't know exactly what kind of creature you would call them. They're, they're kind of like ghostly skeleton, um, hooded figures that come at you with like swords and stuff and it has a very um different feel than some of the previous entries now what it does do is it continues the story from resident evil 7 um the main character being ethan winters uh, you continue um his story um but it, it, it goes off into a very different direction. Whereas uh, the previous entry, Resident Evil 7, took you at the Baker's Mansion um, in Louisiana. It was kind of like an old decrepit house and there was all kinds of gross, weird stuff going on. This one gets into, there's it, the village itself is very kind of like old-fashioned European style. There's like castles and these these big structures and stuff. And most of the monsters, like I said, are like werewolves and, and witches. And it, it has a totally different feel to it. Um, similar to Resident Evil 7, it, it, it takes place in a couple of different locations. And what's... <laughs> I don't want to say disappointing, but probably the best part of Resident Evil 8 is closer to the beginning where you go to uh, Castle Dimitres. If I mispronounce that, I'm, I, I can never say it right. They, they call her Lady D, but she's the one that you've probably seen in all the ads. She's this eight foot tall, voluptuous vampire woman. But the part of the game where you're exploring her castle, her daughters are these, you know, crazy looking vampire ladies. They're trying to eat you. <laughs> 
that part is phenomenal. That part is like classic Resident Evil. You're running around essentially a mansion trying to find keys to open doors, solving puzzles. Um, little bit of Resident Evil uh, 3 Nemesis, a little bit of Resident Evil 2 with... Uh, Gosh, I can't remember his name, but the big scary guy that follows you around, Lady D, kind of does the same thing. You'll be exploring rooms and stuff, and she just kind of like pops up um, to follow you around. Um, but once you get through that part, you go on to explore other uh, places. Uh, essentially, I don't want to get too in the weeds with the plot, but essentially these four almost like elder gods are all like trying to take Ethan Winters for their own whatever. So there's like three different spaces that you have to go through. Um, and like I said, there's, there's, uh, let's see, there's Lady Dimitres, Heisenberg, Moreau, and Beneviento. And I may be mispronouncing a lot of these, but each one has their own location and their own kind of style. Uh, Heisenberg is very um, steampunk. It's, it's almost like mechanical monsters that you have to deal with. Moreau is very uh, fish related. There's almost like mermen that you're fighting. And then Beneviento is almost like she's a doll maker and i will say there is a part uh when you're in her area where you get chased by this slug thing that sounds like a baby and it's like huge that part is very scary that is some of the creepiest stuff in any resident evil game and honestly any survival horror game um but then the village itself kind of serves as like a hub world. That's kind of where you go back in between um, these little side quests. So whereas Resident Evil 7 Biohazard did change locations, you started in the Baker Mansion, then you ended up on this like um, abandoned cruise ship um, and, and a few other places, it felt very connected it felt very linear the thing about the village is if it wasn't for that village hub world it would almost feel like three or four small resident evil campaigns and, and that's not necessarily not necessarily a negative thing because in between those you can explore the village you know once once you get through certain um, missions, I guess you could call them. It unlocks other parts of the village. You can go explore, find new weapons, find upgrades. Um, just like in Resident Evil 4 and some of the later entries, there's a character named the Duke who serves as kind of like a, a store where you can buy new weapons and upgrades and, and stuff like that. Um, so it, it definitely rewards you on exploration it's not as claustrophobic as a lot of the um, better Resident Evil entries are known for, but it does a really good job of blending play styles. So it has that first-person perspective from 7, 
but it has the village and uh the duke is kind of like the merchant from resident evil 4 so it, it it's almost a really good blend of seven and four which are my two favorites so needless to say i thought eight was great i uh I kind of struggle with the whole werewolves and uh, vampires and all that. When I think of Resident Evil, I don't think of those kind of creatures, but it but it works uh, for the most part. I think the Lady Dimitres, I think her castle is probably the highlight of the game, uh, and that is in the first couple hours. I don't want to say it goes downhill from there, but it it never quite gets back up to that level. So, like I said, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of that Resident Evil episode now that I've played through 8, and just let you know I think 8 is fantastic. I, I think I, I put it behind 4 and 7, but only slightly, um, because it, it, it really melds those two together. I will say uh, the very end, the last little bit, again, like I said, it feels a little bit disjointed, but then at the very end, it, it doesn't even feel like a horror game anymore. It's just an action game, which, hey, maybe that's again on purpose to kind of get a little bit of Resonance, Resident Evil 6 in the mix too. So that might have all been deliberate, but that's that's just not my kind of Resident Evil game. So. If this sounds cool, if you if you like the idea of vampires and werewolves mixed in with the Resident Evil um, mythos, it, it does tie into Umbrella and the stuff established in previous games, but it definitely, for the most part, feels like a very different kind of experience. But again, I'd highly recommend it. I think it's really, really good. It's definitely on the upper end of the Resident Evil catalog. So if you check it out, I hope you enjoy it. This was Monster. Have a good night.